Hello, this is Emily Gower, your host for your Extraordinary Life podcast, where my heartfelt mission is to inspire you to find your purpose, create the career and the life that you dream of, and truly manifest the extraordinary future that you deserve. Let's dive in and let's start the next episode where I'm going to be helping you to fulfill your soul's calling on earth and mastering the life that you desire. Hello and welcome to our next episode together. Now in this episode, we are going to have a very deep and very personal conversation around the topic of grief. And I know how challenging this can be for us to experience and to heal and to overcome as human beings. In fact, in the last couple of years, since I had my first experience of someone I love dying, I really started to contemplate this. I thought to myself, well, death is a part of life. It's just as much as a part of life as birth, as marriage, as all these other significant events. And yet still we seem so challenged by, you know, we're so ill-equipped almost to handle the passing of a loved one, someone that we care about, and to have enough wisdom and enough strength to really move through this experience. And so I've noticed that grief can have a huge impact on us. And I experienced this firsthand for the first time just recently. And so my intention and my hope in this episode is that it will somehow help in this process because death and grief is something that we face in our life at different points. Some of us have had many loved ones die. And so it's so important that we know how to navigate grief just as much as we know how to create a six-figure business or how to take care of our health. This is equally important because it is a part of life. Now, this is a deeply personal podcast for me. I have to admit, full confession, I have been not avoiding it. Okay, I've been avoiding it a little bit (laughs) because I am going to share with you what I did to help me to heal through the passing of my father. And my dad passed away January 2022, so relatively fresh as of as of when I'm recording this. And because I'm sharing from this experience, and it is so personal for me, I do want to dedicate this episode to him. So George Gower, wherever you are floating around in the universe, please know that this is for you. And what I'm going to do is share from some of my personal stories the best way that I can in order to help you and anyone else that is grieving. And my hope here is that it will show you some light and to help you to find that light that is shining through. Now, the simple backstory, the the short story of my dad's journey is that he started getting sick physically in 2009, so more than 12 years ago, and he started with a heart attack. I mean, my dad had nine lives. There's, There's no question about it. I'm pretty sure he had like nine and a half, maybe 11 lives, and he used every single one of them because he had a heart attack in 2009. A couple of years later, he had bowel cancer. Then about four or five years ago, he had a stroke. He had, you know, kidney disease. He had, you know, kidney stones. He had gout. He had so many physical challenges. And then he had a stroke. And then he had, I mean, if there was a list of things that you could have, my dad basically had them. And so he was breaking down gradually, like his body was becoming weaker through essentially, I think through being a little bit too acidic because my dad didn't have the best diet, but also he was very undernourished physically as well in terms of eating vegetables. Like that really wasn't what my dad did. And so his body was breaking down gradually. And so all the way from when I was probably 18 or 19 years old up until he died, I knew that his time was coming. And that was a long time for me to not to be waiting for him to pass, but to in the back of my mind, always be wondering when he was going to go. 
And so late 2021, my dad had a five centimeter brain tumor uh, cut out of his brain and he had cancer and melanoma. And this was so late 2021. And I knew something in me knew I could feel it on every level that his time was coming. And he eventually passed in January 2022. And I've got goosebumps even as I'm saying that. So it wasn't a sudden death. He didn't just suddenly die. It was a, quite a long journey, really. It was about 12 or 13 years of gradually watching the man that I that I loved so much as my father gradually become weaker and weaker physically until he just didn't want to go on anymore. So there was no desire in me for him to live any longer because I knew deep down, I knew how much he was suffering. He was aware of it. And it was, it was challenging, you know, to watch him go through this. I mean, I remember at one point I had texted him and he told me that he'd just come back from hospital and he had kidney stones removed or something like that. And I texted him back and I said, dad, are you bored? <laughs> are you causing drama? What's going on over there? But he was very, he was very sick. And when he finally passed, it, it was such an intense experience for me because I went 34 years of life and had never had anyone that I loved die. This was my first experience of grief and it was a big one. Like this was my dad. This is the man that, you know, I wouldn't be me without. And it was such a, had such an impact on me. And even though my dad had said to me, you know, I want you to move forward with your life. And he said this to me before I died. And he almost was saying, I don't want this to impact you. It did impact me because he's my dad. There was no way that this wasn't going to have a profound impact on me. And there were, and I've, I've listed these out for you. They're really five things in hindsight that I feel have helped me to move through this grief. And sitting here today recording this for you, of course, it's still a personal topic for me. I still have feelings around this. Of course I do. He was my dad. But I also am in a great place of peace where I know he is at peace. I am definitely moving forward on my own journey. And I'm at peace inside my heart with his death finally. And this is a big thing for me to be able to say because I didn't get there overnight. And what I want to share with you are the five, really the five truths, the five wisdoms that made the biggest difference for me in being able to find that peace and to feel strong again so I could really move forward because I really did feel the grief. I felt not so much that I was grieving because I wanted him to live longer, but I was grieving parts of our relationship or I was dealing with the emotions around his, his death and the moment when it hit me when he was gone. And I went through all of that, just like most of us would. And these were what helped me the most. And the first, the first one that helped me to really process out my grief was acknowledging my grief and acknowledging how I was feeling and not sweeping it under the rug. And this surrounds acknowledging that when somebody dies, it is a significant life event, whether it's a husband or a partner or a son or a child or whoever that might be, this is a significant life event. And I feel it's important for us to stop and acknowledge this. And instead of sweeping it under the rug or trying to get rid of it or trying to like suppress it, we actually do need to feel, face it and heal it. Otherwise, it becomes a roadblock or an obstacle for us later on and we start to carry this and it makes us heavy. Now, this is a lesson that made me laugh at myself a little bit because I'm very headstrong. I do like achievement. I'm very work focused. And so after my dad passed, I took a week off work, which is not very long, by the way. And then I went back to work the following week. And some of my clients are even saying, why are you here? <laughs> you know, take some time. But I was still learning. I didn't quite know how to navigate this grief thing, this significant event. So I just went back to what I knew and I started working. And a couple of months later, 
I realized that I had tried to work my way through the grief. So I had resorted to my coping mechanism, which for me is to work and to work harder. And I was using that as a way to essentially get through this or to get through the shock of what had happened. And when I caught myself in it, I laughed at myself a little bit. I thought, okay, that's very typical of you that you would work your way through this. But then I also started to acknowledge the importance that I couldn't just keep on working. Eventually I was going to buckle if I didn't finish resolving and allowing myself to heal from his passing and to integrate that experience fully. So I kind of thought in my mind, oh, it's a to-do list of things that I need to do that is going to help me like just one day be done with this and I won't feel anything about it. But that's not necessarily how it works. When you have someone pass, often what can happen is all your incompletes pop up and you have your own feelings and, and you have emotions about it. It's really important to acknowledge it. Otherwise, you do bury it. And I absolutely say uh, no hesitation in sharing this. It took me longer to find the peace in my heart then it probably could have because I was denying or delaying it a little. I was burying it and going, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, because I, I did want to be fine about it, but I actually deep down I really wasn't. And there was like layers that I needed to heal. So that's the first thing that helped me to really get through it was gradually just acknowledging that I needed some healing. And the second one, and this has to be the most important, it's so significant, is feeling my dad's presence around me. The people that we love in spirit are never missing. And this won't sound strange to you. I'm sure that you already feel the presence of somebody that you love, even though they might have passed away. And this was significant for me to experience this because of a lot of my studies, especially the work with Dr. John Martini. I knew deep down that my dad hadn't really died. It was just his body that had passed away. So I knew to look for him even before he passed away. And the morning that my dad died, so he died at 5.50 a.m. on January the 22nd, uh, sorry, January the 30th, 2022, um, I woke up in the morning, I saw a missed call on my phone from the hospital, and I knew that he was gone. That was the time when I knew my dad had passed. And I, I said to Michael, my partner, I said, he's, he's gone. And then we went through our kind of like the expected routine around it. It was like we got up, you know, we called my mom, his mom came over to visit we sat with his daughters, my, you know, and it was this beautiful kind of family experience. And about nine o'clock in the morning, I said to Michael, should we go to the market? <laughs> and it's a Sunday morning. And I thought to myself, that is such a strange thing. But my intuition was telling me that we needed to go to the market. And Michael said, yeah, we could do that. So we went to the market, just the two of us, and actually couldn't find anything that we needed. But on the way out, Michael stopped at a stall and he says, I want to just look for a piece of artwork for Natalia's bedroom, which is his daughter. And so we stop and he starts browsing this artwork. And then a moment later, this man steps out from behind the stall. And I'm not even kidding you. It was like my dad reincarnated. He had the same gold chain around his neck, the same bright blue eyes, the same skin color. He was dressed the same. And I was half laughing, half crying because I felt my dad's presence and I elbowed Michael gently and I said to him that that man is my dad. And I was so humbled. There was no question in me that this man was representing my father in that moment. And it was like my dad just several hours earlier had shot out of his body, you know, as quick as possible because he'd had enough. Right. And his spirit was now free and he came to visit me and we needed to be at the market that morning for me to experience that. So right after his passing, 
I felt his presence. And I mean, I felt it. It was like he visited me to say, I've got goosebumps all over me sharing this. It was like he visited me to say, I love you and I will never be gone. And that moment brought me an enormous amount of peace. And ever since then, I felt his presence. In fact, I feel his presence more now than when he was alive. I mean, I see him and feel him around me almost every day. There's beautiful ways that he shows up. Sometimes someone will say something and it will remind me of my dad. You know, my partner, Michael, uses handkerchiefs. I I don't even know another man other than my dad (laughs) that uses handkerchiefs. So I'll get in the car and there'll be a handkerchief in in the side pocket of the door. And I'll see and feel my dad around me even on my my morning walks lately, there's a can of uh, like a squashed can of WD-40, which I think is an Australian product, but it's basically like a like a degreaser or a lubricant and you might use it on a door hinge. And my dad always used to have a can of WD-40 around him. And even when we went to help his partner clean out his belongings after he died, he had a can of WD-40 beside the bed. And I giggled to myself because that was such a fond association I had. And so since he's passed, I've looked for his presence and felt his presence. And that has probably been the most influential part of helping me to overcome grief, to heal grief, is to realize that there's nothing missing and that this person that I love is around me. They've just shifted form. He's just on a different dimension now. And it's a lot of fun. There's a beauty and a love and a joy in it. I don't feel sad when I see that can of WD-40 or that handkerchief. I feel love. That's the beautiful thing is that when you feel this person around you, you feel them in your heart, which is where you want them to be. And so feeling his presence is so significant. The third thing that helped a lot around processing grief for me was completing my incompletes. So as I said earlier, when somebody passes that's significant to you, anything that's incomplete with that person starts to bubble up. So it could be even any resentments that you might have had towards the person, could be your own regrets. These things bubble up after the person is done. And just because the person is past, has passed on, doesn't mean that we don't still need to do that work. So for example, with my dad, my my biggest thing was I was beating myself up for not seeing him or visiting him more in the last 17 years of his life, because he was in my life every day for the first 17 years. And then for the last 17 years, I had moved out of home. I was independent. I was creating my own life. And as a result, I didn't visit him that often. And in the last probably four or so years, we didn't talk as much. Like we text messaged, but we didn't have as many phone calls. And then there was a period of time where I didn't really visit him either. And then we had COVID. So we had border lockdowns between Queensland and New South Wales, and I physically could not see him. I mean, it was miraculous that I actually got to see him in hospital a day or so before he died. I mean, that was miraculous. And they wrapped me up in PPE and they let me go in and say goodbye to him in Byron Bay. And it was a beautiful manifestation that I I just had faith, but I didn't see a lot of him. And because of that, I was beating myself up. And it wasn't just regret for thinking that I should have seen him more. It was beating myself up because I value my work so much. That's where I naturally will put my energy and my time and my heart. And I'm not necessarily a workaholic. I just love what I do. Now, my dad knew that about me, right? So he would never have wanted me to be home and to not go after my calling. He raised me to be an independent, strong, fiery woman. That is exactly what I am. He would never have wanted that. He wanted me to move forward with my life. But I was still carrying that on the inside and beating myself up. So it's about acknowledging what the incompletes are 
with this person and giving yourself the time to make peace with those, to do whatever you can to find that peace. The truth is that love is everything. Love is all that remains. And when a person dies, there's an opportunity to release every judgment, every resistance, every challenge that you had, and to return to a space of love where you just feel the heart of the person. You feel who they were. You feel their soul and their essence and everything else that was ideally, a lot of times it's trivial. Everything else that was really trivial falls away. And I experienced this with my father's passing is that any little part of me that still felt like a little girl, any part of me that had regrets, that blamed myself, that beat myself up, any uh, rifts in the family that I felt, all of that came to the surface, not all at once, but gradually over the next year. And it was like an invitation, like a post-it note from the universe saying, we need to heal this. We can't just leave this sitting there. This needs to be addressed. And so this has just certainly been my experience. It's so important to make peace with those because you won't make peace with their passing until you also make peace with anything that needs to be resolved around who this person was for you in your life. Now, I do want to say as a side note, if you're not quite sure how to do that, like where do I even start when approaching this healing journey? Because it is big, especially when it's a parent or it's a sibling or it's a husband or a wife or someone that played a very like a major role in your life. It's like, where do you even begin? The work of Dr. John Demartini is hands down by far the most profound work I've found for resolving pretty much any life challenge, but definitely in the space of grief and when somebody dies. And I used what John would call side C of the Demartini method. Uh, I used that extensively. I also used side A and side B of the Demartini method. Essentially, these are different applications of his method that help you to break through what causes suffering and what causes struggle in your life. So I use primarily the Demartini method to help me through these experiences to resolve my incompletes, to be able to see my dad's presence around me, to feel him there. It was the Demartini method that enables me really to be able to do this and to, again, to find that deep peace, that integration where you now feel not weaker because of their passing, but you actually feel strong, which is what this person wants for you, no matter who they were for you in your life. So I do want to say that because the Demartini method is so profound. I've used this on and off for like 15 plus years and it's incredibly profound. And I always knew that I would use it when my dad passed. So I used the method to do to see my dad where he was showing up in a new form. I used it in order to clear the guilts and the regrets and the areas where I was beating myself up and to also, uh, you know, complete parts of my dad, like traits in him or qualities in him that I didn't really particularly like. And then I came to appreciate them after his passing. So the method is an amazing gateway and a doorway to that in your life. And I want to share it because it may be the thing that makes the difference. So you feel you can move forward. So that's the third one. So first of all, is acknowledging that this needs addressing and we need some healing. Two is to feel the presence of the person around you. And the third is to complete those incompletes. And the last two are just as important. First, firstly, number four is to receive the support that you need. When I look back over the six months before my dad died, all the way through up until even today, I'm humbled by the support that I received on that journey. So everything from like when my dad went in for surgery and they removed his five centimeter brain tumor, Michael's mother, um, her name is Nola, she's so beautiful. 
she knew that this was going to be challenging for me. So she just came and spent the day with me. I took the day off work and we just, we went shopping. We were standing in like TK Maxx when I got the phone call from the doctor and the surgeon to say that he was alive. Um, he did actually die a couple of times on the table, but they brought him back. And, and, you know, she was such a support for me. Michael's mother was such an angel in that time. And my own mother who definitely would have done that for me if she could have. She was in New Zealand at the time and a bit stuck because of COVID restrictions and couldn't come home. But I noticed and I watched the different people show up to support me. So Michael's mother was an absolute angel. Michael, I could not have gone through this experience. I don't think without him, he was such a source of strength. I mean, he's a source of strength in my life every day and he's beautiful. But during my dad's passing, he knew exactly what to do and how to be there. And I'm reminded of about five days after my dad died. So he passed on Sunday morning. So now it's Thursday and I was just having a meltdown. I mean, I was trying to work. I was thinking about my business, which was absolutely, that's just my stubborn persistence. <laughs> I was trying to move forward and I, I just didn't know how to handle what I was feeling at the time. It felt like just so overwhelming. And so I was having this meltdown and I just climbed under my desk in my office and, and I did have a funny thought to myself. I thought, you know, thank God I bought such a big desk because there was plenty of space in there. But I climbed under the desk and I I was just in tears and I just was an absolute mess. I didn't know what to do. I felt so lost and so stressed and I was thinking about my dad and Michael at the time was running a class and then when he finished his class, he came into the office, he found me under the desk. First of all, he tried to pull me out and then he realized I wasn't going anywhere. So in he's just got such a beautiful heart. So he got in un, under the desk with me. And he wrapped his whole body around me and I I broke into tears and I finally acknowledged the fact that my dad was dead. He was gone. And I just said to Michael, you know, he, he's gone. And I cried like a child. And I do believe that that was a fundamentally important part of my healing journey. That's when it really began was when I acknowledged that he had he had passed and it was now time for me to start processing this. And Michael just held me and it was beautiful um, one of the most precious tender moments of my life. There's no question about that. But between all the people who've supported me, the numerous people who who just showed up, you know, intuitively and synchronously to allow me to talk things through, to find peace, to find this new way forward between some of my mentors, some of my coaches, my healers, and also just my friends. This is what also enabled this healing journey to be so complete and so deep and so profound around my father and his passing. So receiving that support is crucial. Don't try to suffer in silence and do this on your own. Reach out. So many people can relate. They can understand. And it's not that we want somebody to exaggerate it or make us feel worse. We're looking for someone that can hold our hand to heal, to see the truth, to enable us to find that peace. And finally, and this one actually got goosebumps even thinking of this. This is the fifth thing that has helped me the most in healing through grief and and moving forward. And it actually comes straight from my dad because when, and this is why I've got goosebumps and I'm feeling his presence right now, is that before he passed, a couple of months, maybe three months before he died, my dad said to me, you need to move forward with your life. Now, my dad hadn't really fathered me since I was 17. So for then, you know, 17 years later at age 34, right before he died, for him to, he took this fatherly tone, you know, for him to step in and, and father me for a moment, he said, you need to move forward with your life. And what he's saying was, my life may be finished and I'm coming to the end of my time and I'm okay with that, but your life is still just beginning. So don't let this be something that weighs you down and makes you heavy. 
He wanted nothing more. And they brings tears to my eyes. He wanted nothing more than for me to be who I was born to be, to write, to use my brain, to create something amazing, to set myself up financially. My dad wanted that for me and he made it very clear to me. I knew ever since he said that to me that this is what I had to do. No matter how challenging it was, no matter how many layers of grief I needed to heal and process, no matter what I needed to face personally, I knew that the greatest gift I could give him was to move forward because I'm part of his legacy, just like you are part of your parents' legacy and everyone else in your life. And when we are all playing a significant role in each other's life, often more significant than we can possibly realize. And so one of the greatest gifts we can give to the people around us is to be who we're born to be and to move forward on that path of purpose. In fact, when my dad died through his passing, more than ever, I realized how important my purpose was. It has helped me since he died to transcend my own drama. I know we talked about that in our previous episode, but to transcend my own drama, to strip away what doesn't matter, to get on with it and to live every moment. See, when someone dies, we are automatically reminded of the precious nature of life because that person's life has now ended. They're now, their body is gone. We are reminded of the precious nature of our physical body because it is our only point of contact with earth. And these two are great wisdoms, great lessons. In the last conversation I had with my dad, which was a couple of days before he died, because after that he couldn't really speak, he said to me, I feel like my body has been failing me. And I said, Dad, it's been falling apart for 12 years. And his response like just humbled me. He said, it feels like it's been three days. And what he was saying was, life is precious. And life is short. It's shorter than you can possibly imagine. So there are great lessons in the death of a loved one for us to take forward into our own life. To realize that we are never really alone. To feel the loved ones that we care for around us, no matter what, dead or alive. To feel the presence of those that we love. To express what is inside of us. To make sure that we complete our incompletes to be in conversation about that which is meaningful and to do what we love. This is what life is about. This is how we handle not just grief, but every challenge in life. And so it is my absolute heartfelt wish that this has helped. I hope that through me sharing so much of my personal story around my dad's death, I hope that this has given you something that you need so that you can find that light again, so that you can peel everything away, focus on the love, you know, let this experience open your heart and take down your walls. And so you can move forward and make the most of your time here on earth. You are here for a reason. This person's passing, they can, their spirit can be with you as you leave your legacy. So open yourself to that. Allow yourself to feel the love in this. Don't bury it inside you. You know, allow yourself the space and the time that you need for that healing and Find that peace that you need deep, deep, deep down. The peace of knowing that you loved this person, that they loved you, that there is nothing incomplete between you and being able to realize that they truly are with you. So as I said, I hope this has helped from my heart to yours. Please know that your life is certainly not over. You have so much more time ahead of you and please make the most of it because This is what I believe my dad not only wanted for me, I believe he would have wanted it for you as well. So a little 
sharing from me, Emily Gower, and from my dad, George Gower. Please know that both of us are here in spirit with you on your journey. Sending lots of love. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Your Extraordinary Life. I can't wait to share even more inspiration with you in our next episode. If you would love even more guidance to help you to create your extraordinary life, then be sure to follow me on other social media platforms, including Instagram and YouTube, and of course, Facebook, so that I can share with you daily inspiration and tips and wisdom that is going to inspire you to live boldly in pursuit of your purpose. If you type me in as Emily Gower, G-O-W-O-R, on any of these platforms, you will find me. And I would love to hear from you, even if you have some feedback and let me know which one of your podcast episodes was your favorite. I can't wait to connect with you again soon. See you in our next episode.